Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Command Point Podcast. Episode 26. Yes. I believe. Who would have thought that you could take a game like Kill Team, a small niche specialist game, and somehow find enough content in there to stretch it out over 26 episodes? <laughs> and I feel like we haven't even really talked that much about Kill no, Team. No, no. Uh... Yeah, it's it is it is um, Tuesday, October twenty seventh. Uh, it's it's finally starting to feel like fall. It, it only yeah, took until the end of October. <laughs> it only took until the end of October. Yeah, Halloween is around the corner. Yeah, this weekend, spooky, yeah. spooky, spooky season approaches. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Halloween. I feel like it's something normal in the craziness that has been our year. I mean, it's like not going to be normal. It's not, but... Uh, like, I'm putting barbed wire uh, in front of my door to keep all the trick-or-treaters away. Yeah. Because we're in the I'm middle of a plague. Setting I don't up want trenches. These, I, you know how kids are. <laughs> Hoisting. They're gross. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Um, yeah, though. Uh, I mean, see, what I usually do on Halloween is I just... I just watch movies and... Anyway, like, I, like I'm not I'm not really, like... Believe it or not, I haven't trick-or-treated in some time. Oh, really? <laughs> it's... I've been retired from trick-or-treating for uh, 15, 16, 7, no, like 15 years. Yeah. Was like the last, honestly, I think our last time trick-or-treating may have been like together. Like we may have gone together, I think, actually. Yeah, we were probably like 12, 11. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, guys, we have we go back. Yeah. Look at how far we've made it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about Kill Team. We should. It is a Kill Team podcast. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, so uh, the we're, we're we're heading into the semifinals almost of uh, TAO, mm-hmm. the Transatlantic Open. Yeah. That's basically the the current news outside of the Pariah stuff that we talked about already. Yeah. Um, I'm in the semifinals. I'm just plugging along with my with my Drakari. Yeah. Hoping I can. Uh, not have to play Drakari mirror matches, but it's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> um, I don't know. We just we just streamed Micro and, and Skinner the other night. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, we're waiting on a few more matches, but we're getting there. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you guys uh, want to catch any of the upcoming live streams, you can go ahead and find somewhere in the description below the link over to our Discord. That's usually where we announce when we'll be streaming just because a lot of these matches that we wind up streaming are not really last minute but it's like within an hour yeah. is usually when we get like the the definitive start time so it's not like we can really build a lot of hype around these yeah. so although we're almost at a thousand subs which I, on youtube which i think means that we could potentially yeah. once stream. we get yeah we're right now we are at 790 subs once we're at a thousand we'll be able to start streaming over on our youtube channel so that'll be great because i know a lot of our listeners and viewers obviously watch us over on youtube mm-hmm. yeah like like we when the game between i think it was you and micro went up and it was like live premiering on our channel we had like a decent amount of viewers yeah that were like oh what's this they thought it was live unfortunately yeah so just a rebroadcast not not gonna make that mistake again um hey people got into it though so yeah uh, yeah though uh that tournament's going along and we have another tournament coming up Mm -hmm. that is uh 
I believe it's being called the Worldwide Open. Mm-hmm. Something That's like at that. least the working title for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys are gonna recognize it better. It's gonna be the the what was going to be the Nova packet for 2020 before Nova was obviously unfortunately canceled. Um, but since it's using what is essentially the Nova packet, uh, we we I believe Matt Howell actually like got like the skeleton of it from the people that work on the packet. Yeah. And he was basically able to, you know, dot some lines and <laughs> dot some I's and cross some T's. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what we ha- essentially have is the, is the Nova packet. Um, that's not going to be what the tournament's called, but yeah. And I thought it would be interesting if we did, like, almost like a little Kill Team history lesson this episode. Yeah. And kind of looking back and then also kind of looking forward, I would bit, say. Yeah. Because, I mean... You can look back at Nova last year, which was um, won by Tau, uh, and the packet that that was, it's not that different from what this yeah. year's like Nova packet was going to be and mm-hmm. what the World Wide Open packet is going to be. Um, so I, there's actually a lot you can take away from that, and I think it's also just interesting. I mean, we talk about competitive kill team, and we look at tournaments, and there's a lot of tournaments like dating back to last year or two years ago that I think it's it's interesting to look back on them and figure out what the meta was and, and what that tournament had and like how that tournament impacted the meta. Because mm-hmm. Nova, I feel like every time, every year with Nova, well, there's only been two Novas for Kill Team, but it's like the winning list at Nova is like such a meta changer. And I think if you go yeah. back and look at it, like it's really, it shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, do we, do we want to get into it? Do you have any other thoughts before I... Uh, no, I think we can just like start in the beginning. In the basically, beginning, basically back to the the first uh, Nova Kill Team. Yeah, and this event. was one of the first, if not the first, Kill Team tournament. It was, it might have been. This was like I, the birth of yeah. like, competitive Kill Team, really. Yeah. Um, so those of you that have been playing this game for a long time, or have been listening to like Beer in It or like Glass Half Dead since this game came out. Um, you're going to recognize some of the things we're talking about, and I think it's interesting to see the developments, um, at least in like a narrative, um, and presented in like a narrative fashion. Mm-hmm. So, going into uh, 2018, Nova, it was the strong thing, the meta thing was Death Guard. Yeah, believe it or not, it's weird to say that. Yeah, like looking back now, everyone feared the Death Guard at the hundred points meta. Yeah, I mean, it was the Plague Marines. This is before Elites came out, too. Yeah. So it was Plague Marines, and it was a ton of Poxwalkers, and mm-hmm. that was basically what dominated, um, like, smaller tourneys at the time. And uh, people just did not know how to handle, how to handle it, it because yeah. they had the bodies of these Poxwalkers, and they had these Toughness 5 um, Plague Marines that are, like, super hard to kill. They can mm-hmm. take really strong weapons. Uh, this is back when the Flail was accidentally two damage i believe yeah yeah this so, it was like pre-faq i think yeah it, it was i think um but uh in if not it was right after the faq yeah so they might not have even incorporated those changes yet yeah um but yeah death guard was the scary thing and you can look at like the top eight of this tournament and there was three death guard i mean like that's like we look at the top eight of tao there's three dracari we look at the top eight of elvio this year there's three astriani mm-hmm. it's like that's that's like the gatekeeper. That's like the really strong team. And like you had players like uh, like George Rollins from Warp Charge Gaming placed second at this tournament with 
Death Guard, which is, I mean, it was just the boogeyman. And you can actually go back to George's channel and you can find, he live streamed a lot of his games from Nova that year mm. um, when he was playing Death Guard. Um, and I believe the year after that, he he played Demons. So um, I think you, so, yeah. If you look up Warp Charge Gaming's YouTube channel and you look up Nova Kill Team, yeah. um, look for the games where he's playing Death Guard because those were Nova 2018. That's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. I'll probably go in and find those videos and put links to them in the description. Yeah. Um, those, I mean, there weren't, like, the other games at Nova weren't really, they weren't streamed. So, to my knowledge, if they're out there and anybody think, knows, then... Yeah, please, please send them to us. I yeah. would love to watch those. Uh, but, so, like, that means that, like, George's games are, like, the, the only source of footage that I've seen from Nova 2018, which... The good thing about that is George was pretty much top table for a lot of this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up placing second. Um, and anyway, it was uh, it was Death Guard dominating. But, and here's where the interesting like developments in the meta come in. This is like the kind of the birth of Plasma Spam. Right. Because the winner of this tournament was uh, Elliot Miller with his Plasma Spam Astro Militarum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think after Nova, like that was what people started to be afraid of was Plasma Spam. Yeah, because it's like, at the time, it's like, how do you counter that many plasma guns yeah i mean especially when you look at it i mean it makes sense that that plasma spam was so successful you look at three death guard in the top eight yeah i mean people it wasn't the poxwalkers that people are struggling to kill it was the marines yeah once you kill the marines then it's kind of you just kill a few more poxwalkers and then the morale shatters yeah i mean you're you're wounding the death guard on threes you're forcing them to six up armor saves it's multi-damage so Mm -hmm. that their feel no pain isn't quite as impactful and uh yeah, I mean, Plasma Spam is, is what dominated that tournament, inevitably, yeah. even though, I mean, the gatekeeper was was Death Guard. Um, and obviously, I mean, I guess most of you listening probably already know this, but we're looking at, like, the Hold 1, Hold 2, Hold More with, like, the random arena secondaries, basically. Um, so Poxwalker Spam, Plasma Spam... There's a lot of bodies on both of these yep. sides. It's uh, not a shock that this is what we're looking at. Um, there was also, in third place of this tournament, uh, this was like Matt Howell's first ever appearance at mm. a tournament, first time playing competitively for Kill Team. And he brought Heretic Astartes, and this is like the infamous like 19 cultists. Yes, like, that's right. Space Marine Gunner, basically. Yeah. Um, and you can see the trend here. Yeah, this is like the, the, like, Jurassic era. <laughs> so old <laughs> of of Kill Team meta, um, but this was like the scary stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird looking at what's big now, and how like drastically different. Like, there's no elves yeah. on this. No Ashiyani, no Drakari, no Harlequins. Yeah, um, there was one Drakari actually, and he was oh. last place at Nova 2018. That is that is a that is a shame. Um, but yeah, I mean. This was uh, this was what Kill Team was initially. This is what competitive Kill Team was, and this was like how it started. Yeah. It's interesting to to look at that, in my opinion. Um, it's basically going into it, Death Guard, scary. Coming out of it, Plasma Spam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Death Guard. Who cares? Not scary at all yeah. anymore. Um, and it really is like Death Guard took like a mass- massive hit, like in their like reputation as a faction post Nova. I feel. Yeah. Um, they weren't 
because people pay, like really thought they were strong when this game came out, and mm-hmm. like to be fair, they were, but they literally had like a broken weapon. Well, yeah, when the game launched. Um, but uh, it's it's just like interesting that there's always something like this is how metas form, right? It's right. like there's the scary thing, and everybody's scared of it until somebody figures out how to beat it. Yeah, and that was what Elliot did. He, he plasma spam just crushed Death Guard. Uh, fast forward a year to 2019 um and this nova nova 2019 the last nova that actually happened a lot more players at this one and a much bigger representative representation of what the meta was and um this was pre lvo 2020 where it was all asriani yeah Um, but at this stage the like on the west coast michael t hilly was already kind of kind of starting to dominate like BAO, SoCal, stuff like that. Um, and the scary thing going into Nova 2019 was Tyranids. Yeah. You can ask like a lot of these players what they were afraid of, what they wanted to beat, and the answer a lot of the time is going to be Tyranids. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Necron Chuck at this tournament who placed third with Tyranids. He played Tyranids because he, instead of his Necrons, because he felt like it gave him the best chance to win, so he like he basically went with like the most meta yeah. dominant yeah. list. Um, but Nova twenty nineteen really like opened the door for a lot of other things that I think is really interesting. Um, things that people weren't really looking at that much because this was post elites. Yeah, right. So we had like Will Blood place top four with his heretic Astartes mm-hmm. and like the corn berserkers that came with elites. And I mean, it's not a surprise that corn berserker, like heavy, a start, a heretic list would do really well against like the gaunt spam Tyranids. Yeah. Like you're just going to mow those guys down. Yeah. Um, but I think the real big scary coming out of this was, uh, Tau. Yeah, for sure. This was like where the hatred really like, reached its high watermark for the mm. hatred of Tau. Yeah. I mean, it was... From what I've been told, and I haven't seen any like recordings of Nova 2019 outside of like George Rollins' games there um, with his demons, but uh, from what I've heard, the player Eric... I don't want to butcher his last name. Eric Van Emerongen? Em- I'm sure somebody can can help me out with this at some point after we upload this, but that that sounds about right. <laughs> he, he, the way I'm reading it, from the sound of it, he really dominated. Yeah, with Tao like this, it was not close. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it was it was drones, it was pathfinders, of course. Yeah, with this rail was, rifles. This was where that whole uh, Tao archetype started. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I mean, it really kind of like spelled it. And another thing that was really interesting was this was one of the first times, if not the first time, we saw like a really successful orc performance in a big tournament. And that yeah, was Alex true. Alex Torbear, Kill Team Academy, with his uh, Evil Sons. Mm-hmm. And it was just boy spam. Um, and I know I, I you can watch, uh, again, going back to George uh, Warp Charge Gaming, his channel, he has a game playing against... Uh, Alex's orcs, his evil son orcs, on his YouTube channel, um, and you can just see like that, like the 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 
just the wave of orc boys yeah and how like effective it was when it first came out with evil sons mm-hmm. um and this was before the chop and nerf too that's right because this was before the annual yeah um so orc boys with choppers were six points i believe instead of seven and they would just they were super fast they could take so many bodies i think it was usually like one knob or something and just a ton of boys and maybe yeah. like the grot leader uh yeah that was effective um and i think it was like it came i mean i don't know how close it came to beating tau but tau like this was like a big moment for like the meta i think mm. because we've talked about it before like um lvo a few months later everybody was afraid of tau tau was like the boogeyman yeah and nobody ended up bringing it yeah and i think a lot of that had to do with like the negativity towards yeah. that faction nobody wanted to be that guy maybe or people were just sick of him, or didn't want to invest in the team or whatever it was yeah they um i mean like after nova like you started playing tau <laughs> yeah and we like we were playing it and i was just like i hated playing against that faction yeah like, how do you beat this yeah in the Nova format, um, yes, with the way the board is, yeah, with the way the board is set, the way secondaries, and it, just that whole format, it just it uh, catered to that style of team very well, obviously. Yeah, I mean to be fair to to Eric's credit, it um, a lot of Nova also was meant to be played half arena, so he did have to play games on arena last year, mm. and he still, I mean, he still won. So yeah. Um, and I can imagine that the uh, the orcs and the the tyranids that were there really enjoyed the arena half oh, of, yeah. of this tournament. Yeah, and they probably hit like the brick wall that was Tau once they once they met them on that open board. Yeah, um, and I think that looking at this, like these teams, I think you could take these lists, like these top four lists mm-hmm. uh, rosters, I guess. And bring them to like this year's, um, to the like the worldwide open, and still be effective. Yeah. Like, and not that much has actually changed with the packet, and it's all just like community meta shifting. Yeah. Because people aren't really playing, like orc, like evil sons orc boys. I mean, I guess it just won. Um, it just won free cores. Yeah. So it's still very much alive, but um, you don't see it as much as you did then. I think like after Alex did it. Um, and Tau, they're still good, but I don't think they've reached that height. I guess looking back a year later, that was like the peak for Tau that we've that seen. That definitely was, yeah. And at, am I wrong? At the time, it it felt like, oh, this is just going to be it from now on. It's just going to be Tau. No, it definitely did. That's why I have. <laughs> that's why I have the Tau Pathfinder Railgunner Gun Drone Shield Spam or Gun Drone Spam yeah. sitting on the shelf over there. Um. It really felt like, you know, there's, this is just how every tournament's going to be. And then nobody yeah. brought them to LVO. Yep. And, uh, and we're just like, wait, what? Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then stuff like Tyranids now, like you're not seeing the Tyranid gaunt spam nearly as much. I mean, I think we mm-hmm. saw some people kind of bringing it here to like TAO. Um, but again, it's not the exact same format. They're not quite as good in TAO as they, they would be in Nova. So, I mean, I don't think that there's been enough to where you, where you can look at um, 
the current Nova pack and say, okay, yeah, Tyranids have been figured out. Like Gaunt Spam, that's we we got to the we we got to the bottom of that one. Yeah, it's not like Death Guard where it, it was kind of figured out mm-hmm. how to beat that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tau obviously do really well against Tyranids. Um, it's it's just a lot of firepower, just volume of shots. Yeah, like you don't like the gun drones are going to do great against that. Yeah, and. The shield drones, I mean, Gaunts are never going to kill that. Even, like, a Tyranid warrior might struggle to kill a shield drone. Yeah. Like, the T4, the infinite saves. Yeah, you can just send them out there and shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Heretic Astartes, uh, I mean, I, I going back to, like, 2018, I definitely don't think the 19 Cultists one Marine is, is, is something that could work anymore. I don't think so either. Um even back then, I think you could probably attribute that more to Matt as a player rather than yeah. the team yeah. itself because there was better hordes yeah. around mm-hmm. pre-elites, like the Tyranids and, and Tau. I mean, Tau are still yeah. there with their drones. Um, Yeah, though. So, like, I guess, would you anticipate anything really changing from last year? Like, like what... I don't know, like, what have you seen over the last year, like, with us messing around with, like, the kill formats and stuff that anything you think would carry over, like, returning to the whole, the Nova format? Um, I mean, I could definitely see Tau, like, Tau drone spam coming back. It feels like it never really left. Yeah. It just, people were just, like, tinkering with it as tournaments were going yeah. on. You're seeing more stealth suits. Seeing more stealth suits. I mean, Baronid is out here with freaking crisis suits. It's yeah. like, yeah, no, people are still tinkering with the with the Tau. Um, so I would I would expect to see Tau yeah. at the, the Worldwide Open. Um, Tyranids, they got to come back, right? Because because uh, Sean said that he was going to play in our next one, right? Didn't yeah, he? I, yeah, he did. He did. And tell if us anybody that. can run Tyranids, it's him. I mean, he got yeah. to uh, uh, what was it? He got to like the quarterfinals or the semifinals. Quarterfinals of yeah. uh, bats. Top eight of, of BAO with uh, with Tyranids is a feat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a faction that I think was like legitimately like low tier in that format. Yeah, um, a sleeper faction. Perhaps. Ooh. Teaser. Uh, for 20 minutes from now yeah. or less. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, do you think orcs would come back in the same way? Or do you think that... Because there's been a lot of tinkering with orcs. There's been so much going on with orcs. You can do so much with that team. Um, they can still bring, like, a pretty sizable amount of bodies. Not 100, with, yeah. yeah. Even with the chopper nerf. Yeah. Um, specifically, I was thinking with the... Uh, the flash kits, mm-hmm. right? Like that free, like freebooters. Um, well, for, well, the thing about it is, remember, there's a hundred points. Yeah, it's tough so, to do the freebooters. Yeah, it's tough to do freebooters, but you can do, you can bring one flash kit. Yes, and that's 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 good shooting. Oh yeah, that is good quality shooting right there on a board like what we've seen at Nova in years past. It'll do work. It will kill models. Um, or at the very least, bring them to an injury roll. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think there could be, like, it's a, it's another tournament. It's a year from the last one, 
So there's gonna be some different things, and there's gonna be some new stuff or some some old stuff coming back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it feels like even at this tournament, that looking at Nova 2019, mm-hmm. um, there was not a huge Osiriani presence. I mean, there was Janice who was top eight, of course. Um, but I mean, beyond that, you look down. I mean, you gotta really scroll down to find Drakari, and I think Drakari is something that's really gotten a lot more attention since yeah. last year's Nova. I mean, we had Alec yeah. Berryman and LVO. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Asiani and Drakari will for sure show up to Nova in force. Yeah, I, I would anticipate the same thing. I mean, we played that practice game. Yeah, yeah right. We did play and that game. And it wasn't it wasn't like a complete blowout. That game was close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, it feels like Drakari are the unstoppable force right now, um, as far as like just like meta shifting. Although, like you I mean, mean, just at like the hundred points level. Yeah, I think at a hundred points, and I think in like a. Granted, I think they like kill one as a primary. Oh yeah. Uh, just because they have some lethal models, so it's like, yeah, I want to run those and. Chances are very high. I'll get a I'll get a kill this turn. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's 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 interesting. Um, elves are very good. They, they are two of the best factions, right there. I guess there's like harlequins are also elves, but <laughs> they're like the uh, the weird cousin. The, yeah, they definitely are the weird cousin. <laughs> you know, uh, can't imagine we're going to see any harlequin dominance at Nova. <laughs> Doesn't seem like their format. No, no, they just don't have the flexibility. I don't think. Yeah, they're they're very one note. I don't know. If you're a Harlequin player or you want to prove us wrong, go for it, man. I would love to see Harlequins take Nova. That would be amazing. Yeah. That I mean, yeah. Jesus, I'd pay for that. I can't. I can't <laughs> see it happening. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess that was that was the history lesson. The history of. Nova. Yeah, the, the the short history of Kill Team Nova. Um, and then the World Wide Open is kind of going to be uh, in that same... Uh, it's going to be carrying on that legacy because we're not having a Nova this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess moving on, we had another segment that we wanted to, to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something interesting to, uh, I guess, reflect on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the idea of sleeper factions in certain formats. Mm-hmm. Um, so rather than saying just like a blanket, well, I think this team is a sleeper, and then just giving no context as to how they're a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because teams, you know, it's not like a like a lot of other games where you can, you have like this team's good, this team's bad. It's like we're looking at so many different packets and so many different formats that like power levels kind of shift depending on where you're playing yeah. and what you're playing on. So what we're basically going to do right now is we're going to go back and forth giving examples of teams that we think are kind of like sleeper good in in certain formats and I guess explain what format and why we think they're sleepers. Yeah. So I guess we're looking for factions that are underrepresented relative to how good we think they are. Right. So do you want to start? Should I start? I mean, it's... Um... I'll start because I've got one... I've got one that I've been wanting to talk about since I like looked at it. Okay. So um, this is for uh, basically the TIO format. So okay. 
Topical. The, yeah, so the Ibericon packet. Um, the uh, Astra Militarum, not Catachans, Valhallans. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, they've made it just as far as... Uh, like Micro's Catachans have. Is that what... Uh, that was oh. the other... Yeah, so it wasn't Talarn, it was Valhallans. Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting because um, they they were kind of like our number three sub-faction when mm-hmm. we did our sort of Astro Militarum deep dive. I'll link to that below in the description somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. Anywhere. Somewhere, anywhere. You'll find it. Um, but yeah, no, so like their bonus to nerve test is i mean it's obviously great if you're not running models like godfred yeah. for, for those of you Horn. that don't know valhallen is uh it's a sub faction where for astromaltarum instead of rolling d6 on nerve tests all of your um valhallen models roll d3 instead mm-hmm. which is makes it a lot harder to fail a nerve test yeah. if the highest you can roll is a three and if a third of the results now are an auto pass instead of just one um no, I mean I've. It's something that I've thought about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see that that somebody's having some success with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean I've seen a lot of games and I've played a lot of games on this format at a hundred points, especially where it feels like a team can break and then it's just game over. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and morale will play such a huge role when it feels like almost un- I don't want to say unwarranted. But, I mean, we've all seen games where it's really close and then just one team happens to fail a break test and then everybody shakes and it's just like, oh, this is no longer a close game. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, continue, though. You, you, were, you were talking about it. Yeah, no, but, um, I mean, I was, looking at the, I was looking at the overall command roster for that team and um, it also has, like, Gottfried, Ryan and Rouse. Uh, Pius Vorn is also on there. So, I mean, it's kind of like those models are on there, and it's just like this team just doesn't shake, I guess, is what it comes down yeah, to. I mean, with Gottfried, too. Yeah, right. It's leadership 8, so the yeah. break tests are a lot harder to uh, to fail. Yeah. Yeah, so that Astra Militarum overall, not a sleeper in this format, no. but I did not expect Valhalla Astra Militarum to make it as far as it has done so. Yeah, and I feel like in general at 100 points, the break tests and morale play so much bigger of a role than yeah. it does at 125 maybe that's just me but i feel like that's been my experiences and, and what i've seen yeah um i mean my game with sheldon came down to essentially break tests yeah right and, and that's how freak wars ended yeah what's with a break test so both yeah. double break at tests. 100 points i think it's just uh morale plays a lot bigger role in games that kill team yeah, it feels but like yeah. there's a lot more chaff. Yeah. You can't afford the bigger units, so yeah. you, you you put a lot of smaller guys in there, and when you have a lot of smaller guys, that becomes a a risk. Yeah, I guess. So, uh, what's your uh, what's your sleeper? I have one. We're I want to take it back a little bit to okay. the BAO format that was mm. uh, bats was played on this, mm. and a faction that I that I feel was not up there, but I think they easily could have been, uh-huh. and that's. Uh, Sisters of Battle. Ooh, Adepta okay. Sororitas. If we oh, did a, yes, of course. If we did a tier of list. Of course. Yeah, if we did a tier list, I think I would have had them, like, high B, like yeah. maybe even low A. Um, and it's a faction that I don't think they've really been 
like the community as a whole does not seem to have figured out Sisters of Battle yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even like some, some people think they aren't good. I'm not sure if it's that they haven't been figured out yet. I think it's more just nobody has taken up the reins for that faction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is true. There, there aren't any... There's no... I mean, you have people who main Heretic Astartes, people who main Orcs. Um, and, I mean, you you got Demon mains. Uh, but there's nobody that's taken Sisters and, like, really made it their own, like you said. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, for starters, you need to look at what's good on, um, on BAL. And that's melee, durability... Um, and just killing power, like those yeah. three things. And I think that uh, Sisters of Battle, first and foremost, should be looked at as a melee faction. Yes. Um, Arcoflagellants are like the bread and butter of that mm-hmm. team, and they're just so effective. They're they're so they they just dish out so much damage. Yep. Um, they are uh, obviously a bit survivable. Um, but they, they aren't in the tier of like Adeptus, Astartes, or Necrons, but there's a lot of wounds on like a nine man sister list. Yeah. I mean you're looking or at I guess a nine model sister list yeah, if we're getting nine technical woman. here. Well yeah, nine model, yeah. Because yeah. half of them are Arco flagellants, <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. And right. I mean they can also take Godfrey. Yeah. And right? Pius. And yeah. Pius. Um well Pius is a female, I guess, so <laughs> Yes. Pius is yes. a lady. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, you, you're taking like four to five Arcos, which is two wounds each. You're taking Gottfrit, which is three wounds. You might be taking Pius, which is two wounds. Yep. And then you've got, um, you know, you have the option to take a few Gunners, or a couple Gunners, rather. And uh, you might have a Repentia, although I'm not a huge fan of the Repentia, because um, it goes down too easily. Yeah, um, yeah. But even like just looking at the Flagellants, yeah, they don't have an armor save. They just have the uh, the five-up Feel No Pain. But two wounds and a five up feel no pain is, is good. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um and they they have the capability to like lock up models, especially with Gottfrit. Any any faction that could take Gottfrit is like creates like such a presence on the board with yeah. that model. A threatening aura. Yes. Uh like seriously with Gottfrit on that map, you can on any either of those maps, you could take Domination and just plop them right in the middle. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, granted, it's not Catachan Strength 4 got for it. But it doesn't but matter because he's just standing there eating your shots. Yeah, he's That's got, his job. Yeah, five attacks with a power sword. It's still scary. Strength 3 or Strength 4. Yeah. Um, yeah, though. I mean, I, th- I I thought about running them early on in, in like my prep for BIL. Right. And I thought they were pretty good. I just ended up shifting over to Astartes in the end. Yep. Um, but Sisters are are good. I think they struggle at 100 points, though. That's why we haven't really been seeing any success with them. And uh, they like kill one, kill more as well. Because yeah. you can't really spam. There's not like a horde option. Yeah, it's like a semi-horde. Yeah. Kind of. Like nine to ten bodies. Yeah, really, like yeah that's like a semi-horde. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I consider them a sleeper in that format. So I guess moving on. Yeah. Are we, are we going to be doing... Like kind of predicting sleepers for upcoming we tournaments. Can do, we want to do that happily. We can All right. do that. LVO twenty twenty one. Okay. Space wolves. Really? Space yeah. wolves. Yeah. I 
think I know where you're going with this, but I'd, li- I'd like to hear more. Okay. <laughs> so uh, there are a few secondaries in there that really, that Astartes can really, like, j- just combat armies in general, honestly. Um, they have the secondary where it's, like, the leader gets points for, like, just, like, existing and doing things, right? Yeah, getting a kill. Getting uh, a kill. Using lead by example. Yeah. And then there's another secondary where it's, like, if you do two damage or more, or two or more damage in a single injury roll and you kill the model, you score points for that. I think Bounty Hunters is also in there. Always, yeah. Right? So this is a this is a packet that is going to be close confines despite the fact that the board it's an open board just mm-hmm. because of the way the terrain is set up and you're getting three cp every turn <laughs> all right okay so stick with me here space wolves what's their ability they get plus one to their hit rolls if they charge or they are charged right yes strap either a thunder hammer or a power fist onto a space wolf terminator make them your leader and just give them the storm go shield. to town. Give them the storm shield. Don't forget yeah. that. Give them the storm shield and just let them go. Yeah. You can use, uh, with that freaking 3 CP that you're getting every turn, are you kidding me? You're just going to shove all those wounds off onto just like a bunch of other like chaff marines, probably like intercessors or assault intercessors incoming. Possibly, Hello. Yeah. Um, just put them out, just uh, use Battle Brothers to put the, the wounds onto those guys instead. Uh, you can also readily afford Death Deny with 3 CP for yep. a single model every turn, so that's going to be a non-issue. And you're just going to be stuck in there, beating everything to death with either a Power Fist or a Thunder Hammer, and you'll be hitting on threes because you're Space Wolves. Yep. So it's like, whoa! Yeah. I, uh, I was just thinking about this today, and I, I regret selling those Space Wolf Terminators, Shane. You shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I no, I think they're really good there too. Um, I mean, just yeah, you're not getting the reroll charges from Black Templars, but if you take like Domination, for example, the yep. middle of that board is so important on LVO. Mm-hmm. You can just throw a uh, throw the Terminator in the middle, and um, he's going to be there, and he's scoring you points, and they're going to have to do something about it. Yeah. Like give him Survivor too, so he's oh, standing. Oh yes, that's right. That's that another, another one. one. Give him Survivor, plop him in the middle for domination. He's he's netting you points for being alive, so they have to come do something about him. Yes, um, he's scoring you domination, and if if anybody's trying to stop domination, then they're running in and getting killed by him. <laughs> yeah, because he'll just nuke him, and then he's scoring lead from the front or lead by example. Sorry, or you know lead from the front. Lead from the front, I yeah. think is called, yeah. Lead by example is the tactic. Uh, no, I I like it. I think it is a very... It's it's so strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... I don't think I'll be able to run it just because I don't have the heart to rebuy a Space Wolf Terminator for yeah. LVO, but... Um, Understandable. Yeah. Whoever does, uh, put me in the credits. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. Um, I have another sleeper. Okay, and it's hard to pinpoint a certain format where I think this is a sleeper because I think I know I said I wasn't going to generalize, but I think this is just a a sleeper just across the whole game in general, yeah. rather than a sleeper in a certain format. Okay, um, 
I mean, I've tried them on LVO and I like them. I've tried them on Nova and I like them. I've tried them on TAO and I like them. Um, and that and that is the Geller Pox infected. Um, so you can look at the uh, the kind of fringe factions in Kill Team, and that's of course the Star Striders, mm-hmm. the Servants of the Abyss, yep. and Geller Pox and Crute. Yes, um, the Crute. Those are like the four outsiders that nobody really ever plays. And they are oftentimes dismissed as being like bad or low tier. And this is probably because Gellerpox is being lumped in with these three other factions Servants, Crute, and Star Striders, who are genuinely low tier. Yeah. Um, Gellerpox, on the other hand, are not low tier at all. They are, they are legitimately good. I've been messing around with this faction at 100 points, at 125. They have so many unique things that they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what like separates a faction from being like like usable in like a competitive format, like like legitimately. Um, like you can look at Crute and yeah, their their data sheets suck. Yeah, they're weak, but it's it's not just that. It's that there's nothing that they do. They don't bring anything yeah. new or unique. Yeah, even if their data sheets were a little bit stronger, they're not separating themselves in any way. Yeah. Um, there, there's nothing that... It's it's really easy to counter it. Um, like, Necrons bring reanimation protocols to tables, which is like a different level of survivability. Astartes bring, like, Death Deny to the table and just, like, crazy flexibility. Um, but Gellerpox, they have so many things that, it, that it's hard to deal with. Um, and a lot of people don't even know what the models do. To be honest, yeah, because they, it's not a faction that people run into a lot, yeah. Um, and I think there people that do know a little bit about them just assume that it's just like a basic horde, um, which it can be, but it can be an elite team too. Um, I mean, there's the Hulks of which you can bring two, and then one like Nasher Screamer, which is like the leader, yeah, Hulk, yeah, Hulk. Um, and then there's this like assortment of different chaff units that are each capped at four max Mm -hmm. um and it's not like star striders where the the models are capped at a max so that you can just make a single 100 point list Mm -hmm. gellerpox even with like the caps uh on like the max amount of units you can take for each like data sheet they are there's so many different like they it's way more than 100 points or 125 points like you can build it a lot of different ways um like just bringing all three hulks is like almost like like 94 95 points yeah and that's not something that really anybody does maybe at like 125 you could do something crazy like that mm-hmm. um but it's it's a team that has like high mobility with like the eye stinger swarms yeah like um, what's their movement obviously 10 inch fly 10, 10 inch fly with fly okay yeah. yeah and they don't have a range up and so you're usually advancing them so just 10 plus yeah. d6 is just crazy um and they can consolidate and pile in up to six inches like a gaunt oh wow okay yeah and it's like each one of these models has like a unique thing yeah like okay the nightmare hulks they're big and slow like they're four inch movement but um, they've got four wounds, their toughness five, with a five-up feel-no-pain, and a six-up armor save, regular armor save, no invuln. But that's so hard to kill, to the point where, like, it's like you're, you're ever playing with, like, a lictor, like, a, against, like, a Tyranid player who has, like, a lictor. Yes. And you're just like, man, I don't even want to attack that thing because it just feels like a waste. Yes. It's like that, except even more durable because it's T5 and there's a feel-no-pain. Yeah. 
Um, and these models have like an AP two two damage weapon with like four attacks each. Mm -hmm. um, well, three attacks on the Hulks. You can make them combat and zealot, and then the Nasher has four attacks. Um, the Ice Stingers, they've got the ten inch movement we were just talking about. They have the Mandrake always minus one always to minus hit. Always minus one, yeah. This is a five point model. Um, they get D three attacks, and on a six, they automatically wound. Uh, like their weakness is that their strength two, toughness two. But if they're auto wounding, ignore the strength too, because yeah. you're just getting a wound through. Yeah. Um, the uh, the glitchlings. These are another. This is another model that they can, like another chaff model they can take that are just crazy. It's a five point model with a five up invuln and a five up feel no pain. Holy crap! <laughs> Still, again, toughness two, but those saves are no joke. Mm -hmm. um, and they only get the five up feel no pain against damage one, but that's most things in the game. Yeah, and if your opponent is putting multi damage attacks into glitchlings, they're already they're not putting <laughs> it into things like the hulks. Yes, um, and in addition to that, uh, if you're targeting a glitchling with a ranged weapon, it's always minus one to hit. Uh, like the things are like never ending with this faction. And then you got the curse smites, which are re-rolling charges um, with eight inch movement. You've got the sludge grubs, which when you kill a sludge grub in, in melee combat. Uh, the Sludge Grub rolls oh, a D6, yeah. and it can do a Mortal Wound on a 6. So there's, like, the random Mortal Wound potential. I think this faction has, like, the most jank in it. Yeah, but it's, out it's of crazy. Play. And then my favorite model that they can take is the Gellerpox Mutant, uh -huh. which is, like, it's akin to, like, the, the Plague Bearer, like, Zangor-type archetype right, right. of model. It's an 8-point model with Strength 4, Toughness 4. Um, it's got two attacks at AP 1, Weapon Skill 4, um... And it's got a 5-up invuln, 5-up feel-no-pain again. But a special rule with these guys is every time they make an armor save of a 6, when they're, when they're rolling for their invuln, the attacker takes a mortal wound after they're <laughs> done resolving their attacks. So yeah. it's like, like, looking at that alone, it's like to beat a model with an invuln and a feel-no-pain, you, your like instinct is to go for like volume of attacks. Right. But if you're putting a lot of attacks in, they're getting to make more armor saves, and they're giving you more mortal <laughs> wound potential. Yeah. Um, and, like, geez, it's just it's craziness. Um, on top of the Hulks, and uh, there's so many different ways you can build a team of, of these guys. Um, and there's actually a precedent for, like, competitive success yeah. with Gellerpox, like, way back when at, like, LVO, like the first LVO. Um, there was a guy that, that took them... Um, Chris Bergman or something. They just called him Geller Pox Chris. I've never <laughs> talked to him, but um, it's a thing. They're yeah. good, man. Yeah. They are so good, and I think they do well in... They do great in Nova. I think they yeah, do great sure. in LVO. They've got some really crazy tactics. Yeah. Like, holy crap. At the risk of turning this into a Gellerpox-infected deep dive. I think we're going to stop you there before we start right. talking about their tactics. I get so excited right? with this faction right now. Uh, yeah, that's a sleeper. All right. Any faction, <laughs> or any format. Um, you can go ahead and, and, and move on okay. to yours. Okay. Um, I think for... <laughs> I think for Nova 2021, honestly, I think with all this talk about orcs or i guess not nova 2021 uh the world wide open um with all the talk about tau and orcs and factions like that coming back kind of like the traditional hordes 
I think that demons are kind of like sliding under most people's radar. Mm -hmm. I tend to agree. Um, and it's so obviously, so in big 40 K you've got, you know, um, demons like unaligned, you've got corn demons, Nurgle demons. It's almost like its own faction. Right. Uh, but for kill team, it's just demons. Um, and what I would think of when I think of corn demons is like a lot of blood letters and like a few pink horrors. Yeah. For Nurgle demons, it's like a lot of plague bears and a few pink horrors. Slanesh, Demonettes, a few pink horrors. Mm -hmm. And then for Zinch, it would just be pink horror spam. Yes. So what are you thinking of when you say... For Nova, I'm thinking pink horror spam. Just pure pink horrors? Yeah, I think so because it's... Because they pop when they die and they're mm -hmm. just... So you're looking at like... Oh gosh, I don't even know how many like blues and brimstones and pinks would just be all over objectives, you know. Yeah. So you're looking at eight bodies if you bring only pink horrors at 100 points. Mm -hmm. um, although really, those those eight bodies are. Uh, let me do some quick math. Quick maths. It's like 40 bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, which is unprecedented in kill team. The problem, obviously, is you only need to kill five of them to force a break test. Mm. So I was kind of thinking they're a sleeper too, but I was thinking more like the Nurgle oh, route. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm thinking yeah. like three pink horrors and like a blob of plague bearers. Yeah. Um, the idea being like, if it's at 100 points, you can only take like up to 13 bodies usually, like, I, like unless you're dropping like below three pink horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in that situation, it's it's easier for you to break because obviously the leadership seven yeah presents a yeah. problem. Um, so that rules out blood letters for me. Oh yeah, they die definitely. Too easy. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about Nova, and it's like, what are you getting points for in Nova? Holding points. Yeah. How many points are you getting for kills? Unless I'm not counting secondaries. Uh, you're getting zero. Zero. Getting zero points for killing yes. things. So. All that says to me, blood letters are not the way. Yeah. And you should go plague bears mm -hmm. because plague bears survive. They do. That's what they do. That's probably the most durable, well, other than a shield drone, the most durable <laughs> seven point model that you can get, which is just so gross to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got to update those points, man. Yeah. But uh, I mean, just being able to like finesse your movement around with pink horrors and because it's the key is the horrors. And the way that you use those right, models, in my right. opinion, because um, if they're if your horrors are just like permanently tying up models, then they're not breaking you. And then in addition to that, the strong teams on Nova um, are quint like funny enough not that strong. They're not that killy. No, they're good at holding. Yeah, and it's hard enough for a strong model to kill a plague bear sometimes, let alone like a gaunt. Yeah, never gonna kill a plague bear. No. In fact, a plague bear might even kill a gaunt. So, <laughs> yeah, man. No, I definitely see the case for like Nurgle demons. I guess we'll call it. Yeah. On um, with some pinks. Yeah. Mixed in there. Yeah, there's just always going to be pinks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I like it a lot. Nurgle mm -hmm. is uh, is the way to go in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess uh, other sleepers. Um, it's weird to call them a sleeper, but looking back at, 
and we've talked about this in the past, um, LVO, last year's LVO. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess this year's LVO 2020 that already, you know, Michael T. only won. Yes. Um, I think Tau was a sleeper in that format. But Ooh. weirdly enough, because everybody hyped up Tau, and then nobody ended up bringing them, and then people said, oh, of course nobody brought them. They were weak because they introduced Killmore, and and then there's the infinitely high things. All this means Tau isn't good. No. No. <laughs> no. Tau is is perfectly fine in that format. I mean, that board is so open. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's Tau. If, the problem is that nobody brought Tau to LVM. Yeah. Um, I think if if you had like Eric from Nova at LVO with his mm-hmm. Tau, he probably would have made top eight. Yeah, in all likelihood, um, I I would have bet on that. And uh, it's just so weird that they were at the top of the meta and then suddenly they just were, disappeared. Yeah, and it's like when the it's like the opposite of Avatar: The Last Airbender. When the <laughs> when the world hated them the most, they disappeared yep. instead of when they needed them the most. Yeah, they were definitely not needed. No, um, no. I uh, I don't know if they would have been like the the level of dominant that they were at Nova. I would say no, but yeah. they they were definitely still very good. Yeah. In the perception, I remember reading on like the the different discords and the Facebook groups talking about tau in in regards to lvo and you would have thought they were suddenly low tier or something yeah um just because of the infinitely high uh, crates and in the Killmore edition but those aren't really things that tau cared that much about yeah you they can just fly around them yeah i mean they still have so much movement yeah um and those rail guns, man, they can just cover the whole board yeah it feels like yeah seriously you can play turret defense with those guys yeah uh, so yeah, I mean I, that that would be a, a pick for me. I don't have that much to say on it, but I thought it was like a worthy contender for like a sleeper in a format. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at our, when we did the Invitational, which was LVO, we had a guy place top eight with Tao at that yes. tournament. Yeah, we did. Um, so it's obviously it's perfectly doable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you have any others? Um, no, not really. Yeah, I think I, I hit all the ones that, that I really good... wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I went on a big old Geller Pox tangent. Maybe another day. <laughs> we'll we'll wrap that one up. Yeah. Um seriously play Geller Pox. Underrated. Just 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 pull up Battlescribe and just look at those just, data just sheets. Just look at it. Yeah. Just give it a nice gander. Yeah. Strong, strong. And then with those LVO sub factions, you can give them all extra AP one. Yeah. So you got that strength too, little fly, auto wounding you on a six hit roll, and then just AP one, bam, just on top, yeah. just just a little, a little extra on top, <laughs> yeah, a little extra seasoning on that dirty boy, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, was th- was there something else we wanted to talk about? Was there any final thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? Nah, not really. Wrapping up episode twenty six, yeah, of of Command Point. Oh, we are coming up on on a year. I think this will, unless we do, we want to do something yeah. special for our one year, because uh, the first, I don't know, that's kind of cutting it close. It's the twenty seventh. Um, our because our first podcast episode went live last year, 
on November 4th. Oh. So we are approaching one year. Um, yeah, so I don't know if we want to do something special for that or what. But yeah, the one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary, of, of yeah. Point. Um, if anybody out there has any ideas for us, anything they would like to yeah. to hear from hear us talk about for the one year, um, let us know in yeah. the comments. Reach out to us. Go over into the mailbag over on the Discord. Yes. Drop a line there, and maybe we'll just maybe we'll just do like a Q and A, yeah, a Q and A episode for our for our one year. Could be yeah. fun. Yeah, for sure. Alrighty. Well, I think let's. Uh, I think it's time to clock this one out. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about uh, sleeper factions and uh, and 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 history lessons and, and kill team. <laughs> yeah. We love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and to leave a rating. If we'll see y'all in the next one.